Welcome to Broken to Beautiful, a podcast sharing the stories of God's work in the lives of women and how he allowed their brokenness to be made beautiful. Here at Broken and Beautiful, we want to meet you in your broken parts and partner with God as he turns weeping into dancing. We hope each of these stories reminds you of the hope we have in Jesus. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Broken to Beautiful. I know it's been such a long time since we've released any episodes or been on Instagram or really done anything, and I'm so sorry. Life has been crazy, um, and it's just been one of those seasons, but um, I'm so excited to be back, and I do have some sad news to share, which I wouldn't blame you if you no longer listen to this podcast, but Alex has decided that she can't do it in this season of life, which I completely understand. She's so busy. She um, moved back to Charlotte and started a new job and she is leading Young Life and she's just doing all the things. That girl is so busy. She does everything. Um, And so since we just took such a long break and she had started doing all these other incredible things she just doesn't have the capacity to do it anymore as well at least right now maybe she'll come back Alex come back (laughs) so I'm actually terrified to do this by myself um except that I feel like the episodes like even when Alex was here were like they're for me they were for us like we there were things that we wanted to know about and people that we wanted to talk to even if it was just us sitting down and having coffee with them so I feel like that is just kind of the mindset that we're taking and um I'm just having these conversations with myself and y'all get to listen in if you want so there's that um but yeah so Alex hopefully she'll come on as a guest every once in a while but As for every episode, she will not be on, which is actually devastating. I can't think too much about it. But I just, for some reason, felt the Lord telling me to um, keep doing the podcast. I really don't know why, because it's honestly so scary, which is probably why. But um, yeah, so that is the big update, which I know is so sad. Like I said, I would not blame you if you stopped listening right now. But hopefully um, these conversations will still be full of life. Hopefully they'll still be fun to listen to. Um, And like I said, hopefully Alex will still come on sometimes. But um, yeah, and I guess since we've talked last, I have had a baby um, named River, River Ray. She is the best. She's 10 months old now. So, um, you know, some things have changed, which is another reason why we took such a long break. Um, because, you know, that was a lot of adjusting. Um, so yeah, we've just been figuring out how to keep a human alive. I don't know how we're doing other than she is alive. So there's that, but we're still figuring out what the heck we're doing, but it's been so fun and it's just been a lot of adjusting and, um, yeah, just spending time with her and figuring all that out. So yeah, that's the big update, and um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening, and I just hope that this helps these conversations. One conversation helps one person. That's really the whole point, point. Um, and just to help you feel less alone because life can be lonely, and so yeah, I just hope that you feel met in your brokenness and that you find hope that 
it can be made beautiful by Jesus because that's what he does. And yeah, I just hope that you enjoy listening. And I'm so excited because today we have a super special guest because you'll recognize her voice because she recorded our intro. She's the sweetest. Um, So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Emma. It is about as real as it gets. It's super vulnerable. And um, we talk about our testimonies and just things that the Lord has redeemed in our lives and brought us out of and really all the things. So I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening. Here we go. Okay. Welcome back to Broken Beautiful. I'm here with Emma and you might recognize her voice because she did do our intro. (laughs) No, that's the most fun thing ever that she's here. And, um, she has her own podcast also. So we've been just really excited. She's been on our list to get on the podcast since we started it. So we're really excited to have her. Emma, welcome. So excited to be here, Sydney. This is this is fun. I, I did forget that I did the intro. I remember <laughs> that. That was like two years ago. I know. So long ago. I was like, yeah. who we, me and Alex were like, who has like just a great voice? And we were like, oh my gosh, Emma. <laughs> you had your podcast already at that point. How long have you yes. had your podcast? Um, we, the first episode came out May of 2020. Okay. So similar. Well, I don't even know when me and Alex started ours. It's been so long. I don't remember either. And your time, we're like operating in dog years with COVID. It's like, I don't even know anymore. (laughs) I know. I saw this meme on Instagram that was like, when you realize it's about to be 2023, but you're still recovering from 2020. (laughs) That was three years ago. Right. It's crazy. It blows my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, because I have not recovered. Yeah, no. yeah. But um, well, please just tell us a little bit about you mm-hmm. and what you're up to and more about your podcast. Yes, totally. Um, hello to the listeners of Broken to Beautiful. It's it's really fun to be here with Sydney. Um, yeah, my name is Emma. I am just just about to change my name because my last name is currently Van Develdi, but I got married in June. And I've been traveling. So my new last name will be Newsbomb. Um, I am, I honestly do podcasting all day, every day for my life. I work for Moody Radio here in Chicago. So I do podcast production for them. And then I have my own podcast that, yes, like we said, started in May 2020 called Narrow Way to Broadway, which is all about the intersection of faith and theater arts, which is what I studied in college. I got a BFA in musical theater. Um, so yeah, ton of my background is, yeah, around theater people raised in the theater. I really would say like there's a specific community theater in Charlotte, North Carolina that I did most of my growing up in, which is really, really special and fun. So started Narrowway to Broadway. Um, what else about me, Sydney? I... I feel like every time I'm asked to like tell something about myself, I forget everything about myself. It's a really hard question. I would hate yeah. if someone did that to me. Yes. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I got married in June. Like I said, my husband, Ben is my, yeah, my bestie, my partner in crime. He uh, works for a nonprofit currently and is also in seminary. So one day we hope and pray to be in full-time ministry together. Um, but until then, kind of just being obedient in the day to day. So that's me. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I was going to, I meant to say this at the beginning, but 
me and Emma know each other because we have a mutual friend yes. who we're like, we both are really close with her. Her name's Caroline. So if you're listening, I'm sure you are, Caroline. I love, I love you, Caroline. So much. Yes. But so that's fun. So we were in her wedding together. And that's how, yes. I don't know if we had met before that. I can't remember. I mm-hmm. knew pretty much everything about you because Caroline <laughs> talked about her all Same. the time in college. Right. Um, I lived with Caroline in college. So I heard everything about Emma. And then yes. we got to be in her wedding together. So that was fun. So fun. And that was so fun. It was so fun. But you didn't, you weren't even dating you're now husband then. No. So how did y'all meet? Okay. So Ben and I met on drum roll, please, a dating app. <laughs> nothing we wrong on, with that. Nothing wrong with that. We met on Hinge, designed yes. to be deleted. Um, right when, so we connected on Hinge end of January of 2021 and went out like a week later, dated for 10 months, got engaged, and then got married six months later. So. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, to some that would be not that long. To some that would be like the longest time ever. So yeah, we met on Hinge and I remember sending a voice memo to one of my best friends after the date. And I was like, I was like, this guy's either going to be my husband or he's going to ruin my life because I'm obsessed with him already. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So I did. Yes. It was very, very good. Very good first date. It was weird though, because it was the first week that restaurants were back open in Chicago. So I live in Chicago uh, after like the first iteration of COVID. Yeah. So we were like in this restaurant, which had a tiny capacity. And then we were like the only ones there. And it was so weird. I'd never been on a date with someone I didn't know previously. Like I'd never dated anyone I wasn't friends with beforehand. So I was like with this stranger at this restaurant. And I was like, do I wear a mask? Like, what if this guy gives me COVID and I never go on another date with him? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but the rest is history. It ended up being a great date, lasted probably too long than it needed to. And then, yeah, we ended up just dating until we got engaged. Oh my God. (laughs) You, you knew. I knew. I did know. He didn't quite yet, but he, he ended up knowing a couple months. Didn't take long. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Very fun. I love those stories of like, we just kind of knew because that was like not me and Sammy's story. I mean, we were in high school, yeah. so it's different, but like, it was right. definitely like a lot of back and forth. Yeah. I love that. Well, and it's like, I think, I think that's good because I think a lot of people idolize the story or they stay with someone because it's a good story or they break up with someone because the story's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just don't think that's true. Like people can end up with who they're going to end up with in so many different ways and our story on paper is like we met on a dating app. That's like not that cute. It's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of just very, I guess, normal for nowadays. And and then you guys, yeah, had back and forth. So I think for anyone who's listening, who's maybe in a relationship and is discerning this, know that there's like no right or wrong way to do mm. it. God is gonna reveal what He's gonna reveal in His timing. That's good advice. Yeah, that is yeah. so true. That's great advice. Totally. Oh, I love it. Well. I'm just so excited. Okay, yeah. so we wanted to talk about Emma, actually, of course. This was like a very, like, not last minute, but we were just kind of like, we'll just figure it out yeah. what we're going to talk about. And so totally. she was reading an act this morning yeah, and was like, this would be awesome to share. So yeah. we're just going to kind of talk about this passage, these two chapters from Acts, and mm-hmm. see where the Lord takes us. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I mean, so kind of like Sydney said, I've been reading, I just, I started the New Testament. I've been reading through the Gospels and I got to Acts 
And Acts is so, if you ever want to feel just like hype about the word of God, I would definitely suggest reading Acts. It's so inspirational from an evangelistic perspective, from hearing these like death to life stories, both literally and figuratively of like a spiritual death and a spiritual life or physical death and physical life. And um, if you're familiar with a lot of scripture, you know that, you know that um, Saul, who ended up becoming Paul, Sydney said earlier, which is true, wrote like most of the New Testament, documented most of the letters and has this amazing conversion story in Acts 9. But it's so amazing because Acts 9 is when Saul is still persecuting Christians and it opens with, but Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Like, can you imagine? I don't know if we really have a frame of reference or context for how much Saul actually hated these people. Like he was constantly murdering them, like killing them, not even like slandering them purely like his MO in life at this time was to kill Christians. And so I always like skip over that. I don't really let that sink in, but today it really like it did sink into me of what that, what that implies for the Christian life. Um, and so we kind of move on. So we, we hear about Paul's or Saul's like kind of conversion and how he then proclaims Jesus in the synagogues later in the chapter. Um, but it's interesting because it says that when Saul gets to Jerusalem, he attempts to join the disciples and they were afraid of him and they did not believe that he was a disciple. Mm. Um, but then one of the disciples who was the newest one at the time, Barna, his name was Barnabas, he kind of replaced Judas in the 12. And it says, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen God who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. Which, Sydney, I would love to just like pause at this part because I feel like we all sort of like need a Barnabas, of someone to like attest to the the risenness of of conversion or the risenness of being a Christian to attest to like, no, 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 this person is changed. Like this person mm. is one of us now and they this person has seen and has known God. Yeah. Um, because the disciples were so scared of him. So I, I, maybe we pause there, just chat yeah. a little bit about like, gosh, I've, I feel like I've had so many people in my life to like see me through really, really hard seasons where I was like truly debaucherous. Like I was so simple <laughs> and at, like totally advocated for me and was like, wow, I saw this person go from death to life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is like my story. I mean, obviously I was not killing anyone but like I feel like I relate to Saul so much in some ways because it that was me like I was like the far like my whole identity was everything a Christian like shouldn't be yeah (laughs) and so I feel like it and so I feel like it's it was hard for like my friends because in high school when I became a Christian because I was I was a completely different person like yeah point blank yeah there really wasn't any like it was like an overnight thing for me. And so mm. I just, yeah, that's just, it's just so crazy how like the things I said and did like feel so removed from who I am now and who mm. I even was like the day after I like accepted Jesus. It's just, yeah, it's crazy how like you really are like made new. 
Yeah. Wait, I don't think I really, I mean, I'm sure the listeners have heard your story a little bit, but I would love <laughs> to hear. So like you said, it was a, it was like an overnight thing. Was it, was it like an encounter? Like, was it at, was it through student ministry? Like what? I, I'm so curious. Yeah. So it was at a Young Life camp. So I did Young Life in high school, like just solely for the social aspect of it. And obviously yeah. because Sammy went and I was like obsessed with him. Like I was like, oh my sure. gosh. I, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Like I was like, so obsessed with him. But it was just like yeah. a fun, like it was so social, which is like, I think yeah. Young Life's like point is to yeah. make it seem fun to be a Christian. Cause it is fun to be a Christian, but I think yeah. a lot of times it's like, we think it's going to be boring. So yeah. anyway, so I went to all the Young Life stuff and I literally remember my Young Life leader, like at a fall camp the year before being like, like, what are you, what void are you trying to fill in your heart by like, with like alcohol and boys and partying and all of that. And I was like, right. none, like, I just love it. Like, that's yeah. just me. Like, I just love it so much. And then like literally a year later, I was like at a Young Life camp and she was kind of asking similar things. And I was like, honestly, like, I'm just at rock bottom. Like, this is not fulfilling. Like, I am so empty. I'm so tired of, like, keeping up this, like, image of, like, the party girl and, like, all of those things. And it wasn't even, like, serving me well. Like, my friends were, I was, had friends only because we smoked and drank together. Like, aside from that, there was no friendship. And so, I think, I was just like feeling so unfulfilled and I was seeing like other Christian friendships, like through young life. Like I was seeing my young life leader interact with like her friends and I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Like I've never like really laughed with my friends like that, like, you know, and like, we don't really have anything in common. Like, I don't know. So I was just feeling like that. And then she was like, you can pray right now for like the Lord to like come into your heart and like change your desires. And like, yeah, you can like accept him as your savior. And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I want that though. Cause right. then what? Like, that's so scary. And right. There were times where I was honestly like, why did I pray this? Like, I don't want this anymore. Like, this is hard. Yeah. Like it really is like the narrow way. Like yeah. it's, it was not easy. So anyway, so I prayed that, that young life camp and literally like instantly it was like, oh my gosh, like I came home and like, didn't want to drink, didn't want to party. Like, yeah wanted to just like read my Bible 24 seven, which sometimes I think about that, like high that you kind of get. Yeah. I don't know your story, but a lot of times when like, I think I've heard this, like people are new Christians. It's like, you're so excited and you just want to spend all this time in the word and you want to pray all the time. And it kind of goes away to an extent. Right. So sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wish I had that same like fire, which I can seasons I do, you know, but anyway, so I think if you don't have that fire, it's okay. It's normal. Right. Not have that all the time. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, that was kind of my story. And then um me and Sammy started dating like shortly after that. I think once he yeah. was like, okay, this girl's not crazy anymore. <laughs> She's <laughs> seen the light. Yeah, literally. So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's, that was kind of my yeah. story. But. I did not know that, Sydney. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thanks. One, it's like it's like I can see why you would see yourself in Saul because it was like an it was a moment and it was like the scales fell from your eyes and you yeah. couldn't help but engage with Jesus and engage yeah. with the Lord. And that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. And that's when it's like, so, so then in the passage, it reminds me of, so basically I'm going to try to set the scene in a not confusing way. <laughs> so then we kind of flash forward to Peter who is like, God built his, Peter was like the rock of the church at the time. Mm. Um, 
And then there was this religious leader named Cornelius, who is also a really faithful disciple. Cornelius has a vision. And in the vision, God is like, send for Peter. So then Peter is on the road to see um, Cornelius. And he said, so then Peter has a vision. Um, and it said he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing preparing the meal, he fell into a trance. He saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. And it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And then a voice came to him a second time and said, what God has made clean, do not call common. So, okay. This is kind of deep, like theologically, but the food laws in the Old Testament were so, there were so many reasons for them, but one of the major reasons was to set apart the Jews from the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So what we see is basically Jesus saying, no, because of Jesus, Jews and Gentiles have been made clean, can be made clean. And then him saying these food laws essentially like don't apply to you anymore. Like I have come and I have made clean what has previously set you apart. Now I set you apart. And then later, a couple chapters later, we see that God gives the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles, which I just actually heard a sermon recently on this. That's so crazy because the I don't think we really understand. Like I guess the, the equivalent we can kind of draw is like political lines, like political parties. But for like Jews and Gentiles, like, they had no overlap. It was like, we do not interact with them. In the sermon that I heard, the guy said, this. the pastor said that if a Jewish man ever like left Judaism to marry a Gentile woman and was still alive, the Jews would like throw a funeral for him as though he had died. Like they viewed that as oh a, like death, spiritual death. Yeah. So like the magnitude at which this this kind of symbol of what was once unclean being made clean is like the story of the Christian faith. Mm. Um, and I love how God is like, no, no, no. What I made clean, do not call common. And so I think that that's why it's important. It reminds me of the stories of Christians is like God has made us clean and he has washed us white as snow. And there's a responsibility there. Um and sometimes I think about, you know, my my past. My story is a little more like um, hills and valleys in your Sydney. I think yeah. the Lord has come. And I don't really remember a moment where I was like, I'm going to turn away from my sin. and I'm going to follow Jesus. I think it was sort of like a continuous process where I would like fall into these seasons of deep sin, whether that be like sexually or that be really temptation, like a lot of doubt when it came to the intellectual part of faith. I experienced that a lot. Mm. Um, and it would be like, I would be on a spiritual high and then the enemy would totally attack me and then I would fall back into my sin and then I would be on a spiritual high again trying to get out of it. But yeah, the amazing part is like what God has made clean, we shouldn't call common. And I think that is really beautiful when it comes to recalling our stories. And I think that the name of this podcast is really like apt for that because broken to beautiful, like yeah. the death to life moment is what yeah. the Lord has done. And 
I just think that, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because the Lord uses food to display that in this chapter. But then later he uses it. He uses Jews and Gentiles like as the way to display this. And so it's, it's making everything different. Yeah. Um, but there's, and there's so much there, like there's so much that can be discussed, but yeah, I think that it reminds me of the stories of those I know who had a moment where the Lord just like, yeah, yeah. made them go from death to life. It's amazing. Yeah. And I love like the language you were using, which is just like how it happened is like the Lord said this, mm-hmm. the Lord did this. Like there is nothing that we can do. Like it is mm-hmm. not or any any effort by us that can save us or make us clean like and the lord has already done it like it's not something that like i just always think about this like we don't wash off before we get in the shower like right we don't need to do that before we come to the lord and i feel like that's a common like misconception is yeah okay let me get let me stop drinking let me stop having sex which right can I still drink as a Christian. Like I right. have a glass right. of wine every once in a while. I'm not saying you right. can't drink, but you know what I mean? Right. Um, Like people think I have to stop doing X, Y, and Z. And then I can come to the Lord. Like maybe in 10 yeah. years when I'm 30 and like things have settled down. It's like, yeah. no, that's not like he is. The battle's already won. He's already yeah. died the death in prison. Like it's, it's done. It's, you just need to yeah. come to him as you are and yeah. it's enough. And I feel like yeah. I wish I'd known that sooner <laughs> because yeah. I was like trying to strive. Yeah. And that clearly just, and I still do that all the time. Like right. in different ways. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I just feel yeah. like that just reminded me of like, when you kept saying like the Lord said, I've already made you clean or yeah. what I've already made clean. Don't call common. Like, right he's already done it. So he's already done it. And I love, it's actually interesting. And I really relate to the part of your story where the first time your young life leader talked to you and you were like, no, no, I, I like this. Like, yeah. like I, I want to sin. I yeah. want to do this. It feels good. I enjoy it. So that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And I think that we forget that part of it. And I remember like having distinct moments in so I was in like a very broken relationship in high school and college, like was with this guy for forever, mm. was not following the Lord. In some ways was like trying to have my cake and eat it too, was like leading a women's ministry on Friday nights and then like in secret living in like sexual sin and brokenness mm. on Saturday nights. And yeah. I just remember, I remember saying to God, I remember being like, you can have everything you want, but you can't have this. Like mm. you can't have this relationship. You can't have what I'm like doing with this guy. Like I just like it too much. My flesh, my flesh just like needs this. Yeah. And I remember, I just remember that the moments that God has enabled me to turn away from sin have been incredibly like at, it feels like they're out of nowhere. Like it wasn't even like I was preparing. Like it was like my New Year's resolution to not do these <laughs> things anymore. It was like all of a sudden the spirit was like, this season is over now and this relationship is over now. Like we broke up out of nowhere. I was with this guy for seven years and we yeah, like wow. all of a sudden just one day it was like – and it, I don't even feel like it was me being super obedient. It was like all of a sudden I was just like we need to break up and we did. Oh my gosh. And it's crazy. Like things just go, it was like, so for me, my like conversion story or like meeting God wasn't a night and day, but 
when God turned me away from my sin, and and when I say like God turned me away from my sin, that's the only way it happened because I was yeah. not willing really. Um, yeah, I was like still living in it in a way that I I thought I needed. Yeah, and so I think that it's important to recognize um, that God in his power is the one who creates that change. Um, and that, yeah. And that like, we can testify to that. That's such a, that's such a beautiful thing, like to tell our story. And I'm not, I think that that's where things get a little bit interesting when recounting who we once were, because I feel like even coming on this podcast, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And like, I don't like talking about the fact that I used to like live in sexual sin. Like that makes me really like sad and embarrassed that like, that's who I was. But at the same time, like I can't testify in my own life to God's power without recalling like what he brought me through, Mm. which is why like the discipline of remembrance in the Old Testament is like the only way the Israelites would stop sinning is by somebody, a prophet, some, some leader coming out and being like, don't you remember what you lived in? Yeah. Like, don't you remember that you were slaves in Egypt? You were slaves. And don't you remember that God, through his mighty power and his mighty works, brought you through? But in order to, like, mm. realize that power, you have to remember what you used to be in. So I think, yeah. yeah. But then I think that not calling it common is like, wait, what God did in my life is not common. And I'm no yeah. longer common anymore. Like, I'm set apart to, like, testify to what God did in my life. Yes. Yes. That is so true. Like so often I just like want to put that in a box away forever, unless I need to talk about it to help someone, which I rarely do because I'm like, I just don't want to go there. Like it's hard. Like, I don't think I've ever told my testimony on the podcast before. Cause I'm like, yeah, let's just talk about how things are all neat and pretty now, which they're certainly not. So I don't know, even know why I have that in my head, but it's so true. I think like sharing our testimony is such a great way not yeah. to be on a podcast, but like even with just like maybe a girl you're getting coffee with that's younger than like, you or your age or whatever, yeah, or yeah. someone, you know, like isn't walking with the Lord and it could be encouraging. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it has more power. I think cause to us, it's just like, Oh, it's, that's just our story. Like whatever. Yeah. But to someone yeah. else, it's like, no, like that could change their life. And yeah. that could be so powerful to them so yeah. I feel like yeah. sharing yeah I totally agree yeah. just remembering what the Lord's done and brought you through and will bring you through doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be perfect by any means right. but right yeah it's so right. good to remember right because yeah and that's why actually I think it's important to continue to like be honest with ourselves like in this scenario in Acts 9 and 10 God is telling Peter not to call what God made clean unclean. But I actually feel like sometimes I do that with myself. Like there are probably people listening to this that are like shaming themselves or calling themselves unclean because they like relapsed into a certain sin or they're struggling with X, Y, Z. And I think that sometimes I'm like, ugh, I'm the worst or like I'm unclean. It's not even other people saying that. And it, and then I think, and of course, like, I am still a sinful person. Like just because I know Jesus doesn't mean I'm not sinful anymore. Right. But I think that what the enemy tries to convince me is that it's an identity and not like a momentary lapse mm. of judgment, like yes. momentary, like, oh, I'm sinful. So then I walk around and I'm like, oh, I'm unclean. 
And God is kind of saying the same thing to me. He's like, Emma, don't you remember like who you are and like how I've washed you white as snow? So I I want, I don't know. I feel like that's so good. There's a world in which probably someone's listening. Who's like, ah, I think I'm the except. Like, I think I'm too, I'm too far gone. Or like, I think I'm, I have this one sin that I can't let go of and I can't say no to. Yeah. Like I'm encouraged by what your, what your young life leader said. Sydney is like, you can pray for the Holy spirit to actually make you not want that anymore. Yeah. And that's like a really powerful prayer for God to change your desires. Like, wow. Yeah. And he did. And he did. I know it's yeah. That's so true. I feel like we forget like, I think I just forget the power of prayer in general, but also like yeah. praying specific things like that is like, it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in this scenario too, your young life leader was almost like your Barnabas. Mm. She was like, no, no, no. Like Sydney, I saw what she used to be. And now I get to see who she is now. Like she's no longer, she's not the party girl anymore. That's not her identity. Like she's, yeah. and that's so cool. Like I want to, I want to consistently remind myself and like my friends in that way. Like, no, no, no. I've seen what, who you are now. And, yeah. and that is clean. Yes. That's such a good reminder, like to encourage your friends too, when they're going through something or like, you can tell they're in a season of doubting or whatever. Um, and what he said earlier just reminded me, like recently I went through like a, just a season of like, Lord, like, are you even, there like is this real like yeah you know like just one of those like why are you not answering any of my prayers why is this also such a mess blah 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 and I just couldn't get myself to like come to him because I was just like I felt so guilty for doubting like I was like I'm not even worthy to like come to you so I just didn't pray I didn't have a quiet time for like a month or two and I was like I just can't like I just like he's mad at me or whatever yeah and I just like I have never I haven't heard like the Lord speak to me like very much at all. Like I'm always jealous yeah. of people that are like the Lord spoke to me and said this, but like right. He truly was like, there is grace. Like almost like get over yourself. Like yeah. this is not even about you. Like I yeah. have forgiven you. Like you're using like the enemy is just using this to keep you from me. But like there's grace. Like yeah. I've forgotten about it. It's it's yeah. fine. Like I'm I'm like I want you to come to me with all of that in anyway so yeah and I think the seasons of doubt like God actually delights in me and wants to spend time with me just like a mother wants to spend time with her child like I'm thinking of you Sydney and and little Rivy like you know she's your child and you love her more than anyone else and she could probably do anything and you'd be like I love her so much. Yeah. And I think that we need to like consider that the father delights in us in the same way that we could bring him anything, even if it's being like, I'm like mad at you right now or God, like why? I don't know where we get this idea that like being angry at God or doubting or like calling out for help is not biblical because it's all over scripture yeah I think there's like a little bit of a nervousness that like in calling out to God in that way or in being like angry with God um 
that were like profaning his name that were not like considering him sacred, which I think mm-hmm. is fair and like yeah. a good thing to consider. However, I'm like, read the Psalms. Like yeah. David was constantly like, God, you have forsaken me. Like, and so I think that the the seasons of doubt are often ways that God is trying to remind us, like, you can bring me anything, bring me anything. Like I'll, I'll take it. I just want to spend time with my kid. Mm, that you know? is such a good reminder. Yeah. So Sydney, what, what ended up, maybe you're still in the season of doubt, but what was the turning point for you to be like, actually this season is over or maybe it is not over? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, this was very recently. So I, I do yeah. think like I'm still in it a little bit. Like it honestly, like it helps like to talk about it and like to, mm-hmm like do the podcast and like remember and all that. But I do feel like when I heard him be like, no, like you have it wrong. If you feel like I'm mad at you for being honest and like, like there is so much grace for that. And like, just trust me. Like, like I feel like I just heard him be like, just trust me. Like I got it. Like I got you. I got, I got it. And so I was like, okay. And so I think, I needed that. And I think what's helped, I think it's what's helped me is remembering like seasons are different. Like right now, like for me to sit down and read like a chapter of my Bible is hard. Like it's hard to get myself to do that, but yeah, to like right now, like I usually hate journaling, but that's mm-hmm. what I've been able to do is just like writing out my prayers. It's like yeah. just having grace for like time with the Lord looking different in different seasons. And yeah, right now I just am figuring that out and it's yeah. not looking as structured as it used to. And I think that's okay, yeah. but totally. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and I think there's a lie there that like, if your relationship with God changes, that means it's like, that is something that's can be measured qualifiably. It's like, if it's different, that means it's worse. Or if it's yeah. shorter, that means it's wor- worse. I think that we need to give ourselves grace in that you know, you becoming a mom, like that's going to change the way that you engage with God in, Mm -hmm. in like really beautiful ways, because now you have like a frame of reference for what it is to be a mom, like to have a child and to love that way that God loves us. But then like, there's also a temptation, I think to be like, whoa, I'm not as disciplined as I used to be. Or like, I, I have to get up and feed my kid at, you know, the time I would usually have my quiet time. So I think it's just shifting it and being like, there's grace, like Mm -hmm. God is with me in like feeding this baby and God is with me in this baby screaming and crying and being sad. Like this is, that is the life that God is with us. And he's not just with us in the 45 minutes we sit down and read scripture. Yeah. Um, Such a good reminder. And I think too, another, another thing, Sydney is whenever I'm in seasons of doubt, which is, like I said, I, I, I often struggle with like, not often. I think when I was younger, I, I really struggled with this of like, how could the Bible be true? Like what we're claiming to believe is actually like against like nature yeah, and these miracles and someone rising from the dead. Like that is crazy stuff to believe. But then I always have to go back and think about just my story and what God pulled me through not of my own strength. And these things sound so cliche as I say them, but I'm like, I I can maybe doubt that like water was turned into wine. Like that's kind of crazy. <laughs> and I can and I can doubt that and ask for God like help to believe that. But I can't deny the fact that like I used to be 
like bound by sin and now I'm not yeah in that way like, like what, there's no other explanation like no yeah right there it, so like it is an only God freedom mm, yeah you know so I think it's a good place to start I'm glad you're journaling because not that the act of journaling itself is holy but I think we're calling our story is a consistent way that we're taught to remember God and his power. Yes. And it's so cool. The times I have done it, like in the past, like to be able to look back and remember, like we were just saying, like, otherwise you forget. And it's like, it's so cool. Like I remember praying, like to be able to get pregnant and like, yeah, I wrote those prayers down and like now to look back and be like, gosh, like you were so good to like give me that gift. And so I just, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you one more question before we wrap up, like what encouragement would you give to someone listening? Who's like, I just feel like I am too far gone. Like, I just feel like I've gone too far and I don't know how to like turn away from my sin. Oh, it like makes me emotional. Like I would just say there's so much potential for God to use that story for you, if you are someone who's listening and you're like, I love sin. <laughs> I love it too much to be redeemed. Like, give God a chance to show you that he can. Um, like, do do what we did. Do what Sydney and I did. Like, and continue to do. Which is like, ask God to change your heart and change your desires. And sit back and be amazed at like the power of what God can do. Um, but I think you have to want it first. Like you have to really, when you ask God to change your desires, be prepared for him to do so because he can. Mm. So be prepared to not want to do whatever you're doing anymore. Um, so I think that's really important. And then I also think the other advice I would give is just like, God, if God can love Saul, God can love you. Mm. And if God can love when I think about Peter, the story we just heard about Peter, who God built his church upon before Jesus was crucified, Peter denied him three times, three times to like random people. He was like, I don't know this man. And he was his disciple. That's wild. Yeah. In a, in a practical way and in a tangible way, I would recommend that you read the gospel of John and then read acts. If you really think you're too far gone, read that story, read those stories and know that, God wants to use your story mm-hmm. um, and what an encouragement it could be for someone else. Yeah. It's such a gift. That's so good. Yeah. That is so true. Oh, thank you yeah. for that encouragement. Yes. Okay. Last of question course. that we like to ask everyone is what's something that's bringing you joy recently and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be spiritual or anything. Yeah. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Joy. What's something bringing me joy? You know, I have friends, two close friends who have recently had babies. One had a baby in this past December and one had a baby in August. And it has been such a joy for me to like watch my friends become moms, honestly, and to like be a part of it. It's so different when just like some random person has a kid and you're like, oh, that's a, that's cute. Like your kid fun. Yeah. But. To actually see, kind of like you said, Sydney, 
the fruit of prayers for children come to pass and then to get to actually see the embodiment of like two of my friends who created something new together. Yeah. Like I have a friend Libby who just had a baby in August. She was in our wedding and I was looking at pictures from our wedding and she has this baby bump. And then like later that day I get to go hang out with her baby girl Celia and I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is, this is a miracle. And so I think that's been bringing me joy recently. I'm already like, I love a baby, but to be with my friends' babies is such a joy. That is so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) I like, again, like for some reason decided to do everything first before like any of my friends. (laughs) I love it. Which has been hard, but also fun, but also now some of my friends have started to have babies and I totally agree. It's like, it's so cool to watch like from Mm -hmm. like them telling you they're pregnant to like getting this huge bump to like having the baby, to watching the baby grow. It's like, what a miracle. Like, wow. It's just, yeah. I love that. That's so sweet. It's amazing. They are a miracle. They really are. Oh, they are a miracle and they are a lot of work, but no, it's a miracle. (laughs) Right. Right. But um, thank you so much for coming on, Emma. That was so sweet I needed that good I'm so grateful to come on and and yeah I just hope this was encouragement for someone listening I'm always yeah willing to share not always willing actually I think the Lord makes me willing to share (laughs) what he's brought me through because again it's it can be hard and it can be can feel embarrassing but I think yeah if anybody wants to like talk further I suppose like I'm always willing to chat so if anybody's like oh i want to know more i'm i'm always my dms are open oh okay what's your instagram handle? um it recently oh. changed it's emma vandy v-a-n-d-y noose n-u-s-s so emma vandy noose okay perfect and i'll tag you on instagram and all of that stuff so people can perfect. find you easy and that's so sweet of you to offer yes. that and oh just thank you so much yes thanks for having me sydney